Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Unsung Stories. I just want to say thank you for everyone who's supporting the show so far. It is so beautiful to have you partner with us and encourage mums in this season of life. Uh, One way that you can really help this show is by leaving an iTunes review and subscribing to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show. This really helps get this show in the ears of mums who could use some encouragement. So thank you for partnering with us. It's really appreciated. But more importantly, it would be wonderful if you could keep this show in your prayers. Today we are joined by Stacy. Stacy is a mama of two little boys who have some pretty big diagnoses and just a myriad of health problems that require their weeks to be structured around medical appointments and advocating for her kids extra additional therapy that's needed to support them best. So Stacy's job is very busy, emotionally but physically caring for both of her boys. I hope that you too are encouraged by Stacy's story as she so beautifully relies and depends on God that he is her strength and that she can rely on him to provide all they need. How about we jump into today's show? Hey Stacy and welcome to Unsung Stories. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Just so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit more, could you tell us a bit about you and your family life and what everyday life looks like for you? Sure. So my name's Stacey. My family includes my beautiful husband, Shane, and we have two boys, Luca and Harvey. We live in the Illawarra, so down on the south coast. My week generally looks like caring for the boys at home or traveling lots around Sydney to various appointments. I was also teaching one day a week, but I'm just about to give that roll up. Yeah, right. So you've kind of hinted at it already and knowing your story already. Would you mind sharing with our listeners a bit of what the last few years has looked like for your family and just all the tricky stuff that's been going on? Yeah, sure. It has been a bit of a whirlwind. So Luca was born uh, at the end of 2018 and at three weeks old, he was diagnosed with meningitis. So he had to be monitored quite close Mm -hmm. from that and the impact it had on his brain. And then through, I guess, the medical team keeping a close eye on him, he's been diagnosed with special needs, in particular global developmental delay, autism and sensory processing disorder. Fast forward to 2020 and uh, we were blessed with another beautiful pregnancy with our second baby, Harvey. I was in and out of hospital due to complications in the first month of his life uh, about Mm. three times. We moved house three times, three seems to be the number. Uh, And then my husband had an ankle and foot reconstruction and was out of action for 13 weeks. And recently uh, the icing on the cake has been that we've learnt that Harvey also has special needs. His cause is unknown at this stage, so we're going through further testing, but he has been diagnosed with global developmental delay too. 
Oh my goodness. That just sounds huge. So you mentioned all of these diagnoses that your boys have. What does that look like in everyday life? Uh, A lot of busyness and not getting to the tasks that I would have thought motherhood would have looked like. So cooking and cleaning my house and just enjoying playing with the kids. We have, with Luca, we have five therapy appointments we go to a week. Most of them have been in Sydney and one has been out at Borkham Hills for the past year. But now that we've got two boys and finding out Harvey's diagnosis, we're trying to move more of them down to the Illawarra. But you'd hope they're on time. Yeah, trying to manage two kids has been hard with you know, traveling the M7 and having a baby cry and timing feeds and then taking one in. And it's very hands-on. It's not like I can sit back once I get there. I actually have to be on the floor joining them in their therapy. At home looks like exercises and practicing all those things. And then between this week and last week, I've been on the phone. I've had 30 phone calls with medical professionals around Harvey's situation. Uh, and oh. therapists and it's about to ramp up more so it's so intense a taxi driver <laughs> sometimes <laughs> which I'm grateful God's given me the love of driving but um it's a lot and how humbling I think you know being a school teacher and I'd assume you like kids um, <laughs> like just those those plans of what those early childhood days would look like would just be so different yeah really different and just craving that time to, you know, set up the play experiences I wanted to with the kids. I think one of the sacrifices in this is the invitations from friends and family to come to things and constantly having to go, oh, sorry, I can't because that's a physio day or I can't because we've got this appointment at the hospital and really wanting to be able to join in on those things and just, I think, feeling like I'm not in, around for my friends as much at the moment has been really hard. Yeah, that's hard. Oh, Stacey. (laughs) Adjusting to motherhood's hard enough and, you know, having another kid and all of that. But, I mean, I'm sure that this stage of motherhood's looking different to what you had imagined. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just having to navigate all those diagnoses and all the hard stuff. Our relationship with God is always solid because we're in Jesus. But how do you feel relationship with God being through all of this? It's been so up and down, like moments where you're so close to God and other moments where you're trying to figure out what's going on. Overall, it's been quite good, but there has definitely been moments where it's felt like the roller coaster, where one day uh, your faith is solely in God and other days uh, I'm on my knees crying out to him, trying Mm. to work out his plan for our life. So what heart struggles has it brought up for you? quite a few different ones Uh, Mm. so I talked through a couple of them I think Mm. the one that is at the forefront of my mind would be how you want the best for your child's life and when you get a diagnosis for your child and they have special needs the the picture that you had in your head isn't the same anymore and you wonder what their future is going to look like and through that journey I think I've learned that all that truly matters is salvation and it's really changed the way that I look at things. So we want to give our boys the best chance for their God-given potential despite their diagnosis. And when you're in that space, there's lots of appointments and implementing all the recommendations and exercises and you're really focused on that. But there just came a point where I went, you know what, how much am I focusing on my boy's salvation? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And I really 
want that to be evident most of all in our boys' lives and I want them to be in heaven and I want them to know the love of Jesus. So, yeah, just I guess not knowing their future but still making sure that I focus on salvation. Which is a real tension to live in because as a mum you are called to to care for them and, you know, do the best that you can. So that is taking them to therapy and stuff. Yeah. But but I like that you're looking that through the salvation lens and that, that their relationship with God is more important. Yeah, and he has yeah. the best plan for them. He knows. Yeah. He knit them in our wombs. He has mm-hmm. he hasn't made a mistake here whatsoever. So it's trusting in that and that's the purpose for all of us is to know God and to have that relationship restored. Even though knowing salvation is all that matters, I still found myself turning to everyone else or uh, looking for help from others before turning to God. Uh, And I guess I just ended up feeling really disconnected. When Shane was out of action for that 13 weeks post his surgery and, you know, dealing with a newborn as well as the continued challenges of caring for a child with special needs, the timing at that point was just off for us with friends in our lives who would usually lend a hand. Everyone seemed to have something major going on. Uh, But I think God really used that struggle to point me to him because I can remember being on my knees crying out loud, where does my help come from? And Psalm 121 coming to mind, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Often I think I've gotten caught up in the concept that this world talks of a village and who's your village, Mm. but sometimes it's just not possible and we actually need to remember to look to God for our strength and help. So, yeah, that was I guess one struggle that I've really seen God refining me through. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. On the heart struggles, another one for Shane and I would be uh, trusting that God plans our steps. That's been really major uh, for us, finding uh, contentment in his plans. That has been such a tug of war. When you have special needs children, the dreams and the plans that you might have of what it looks like for your family can often get put aside. For us, it was at the time of Luca's diagnoses. We had actually been working really um, hard to get to Canada and filling out the paperwork for that, saving for that, doing the international language tests. That was a dream of Shane's for quite a time and something we talked about when we were dating. So for God to close the door on that was hard, I guess humbling, and we know he has the best plan. We know God has the best plan, and it talks in Proverbs about how man plans the course but the Lord plans our steps, and we need to accept when God closes those doors, but also not just accept but see his blessings around us, and I think our eyes have been really closed to that, Laura. We wanted something so badly that we couldn't see the blessing of family nearby and friends Mm. uh, in our life and our beautiful church family, as well as the therapy services that we can access and workplaces that are so understanding of our situation. Yeah, God's had a hand in it all. I think it's really beautiful that he's not just given you this hard thing and left you on your own. He's actually given you... I guess that village that you were wanting, just not in the way that you thought it would look and just providing 
for your needs, yeah. even though you might not think that he is. Yeah, I, he is always providing for our needs. And I think it's funny, I said to you at the start, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. And I even look back now and I'm, wow, God has used this to just grow us in our marriage in such a beautiful way. It's actually. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. How has that been on you both? Because two kids is hard enough. I feel when you have kids, it kind of makes you change. Both of you change and you go through hard things together. How have you two gone through all of this? It's actually been really great for our marriage. I think it's bonded us both together. Like I think it does the extremes. It either bonds you quite closely or pulls you quite far apart but interestingly I remember it was New Year's Eve and we just went for a drive and whilst the needs of our children have bonded us together I was just feeling so distant from God and kind of alone and wondering what's your plan in all of this Lord but Mm. despite Shane's and my closeness not wanting to be that vulnerable with him especially when uh, it's something as a Christian uh, couple that you want the foundation of your marriage to be Christ, to then say, hey, I'm not sure where my head's at at the moment uh, in our faith was quite scary. But Mm. it actually, when I said it out loud to him, this relief came over me from sharing my burdens with Shane of the doubts in my faith and sharing sin together. And even when we don't know the answers, being encouraged to still remember Jesus And I think it can be a really scary thing to share those doubts or your disconnect from God. But Satan wants us to buy the lie, to not Mm. speak up. But God's word Mm. says the opposite. In James 5, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I feel all that fear of these doubts and questions and loneliness, uh, I guess distance I felt from God, just kind of went quite quickly. Yeah. yeah, and you might even still have those questions because it's not wrong to to have doubts. Um, no, it's not. Not so. It can it can feel wrong. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's a bit of a stigma about it still, which is makes it all the more harder to speak up and go, "Hey, this is where I'm at in my faith," and then add the hard things, <laughs> and it just you know a bit of a tumbleweed keeps rolling. Yeah, I've been reading Habakkuk lately. Ah, nice. And I've been really encouraged in chapter one. He's crying out to God asking, you know, why is why is the Babylonians or whoever it was doing this? And God answers him saying, my hand's in this. And Habakkuk kind of goes back to him going, I know you're all these truths about God. It's like he couldn't reconcile that God's hand was in this bad sinful thing happening and kind of demanded that God answered him again. And I really was encouraged that that was someone who could still recognize the truth of God, but couldn't reconcile it to what he could see around him and like demanded God answered him again. (laughs) Yeah. I just, that's, yeah, it just seems a bit crazy to me, but really encouraging that it's actually a sign of faith that you can go to God going, I'm not understanding here, please please help me to understand. I don't understand what you're doing. Yeah, it's super encouraging. I like Job for that reason too. Like Mm. in all of Job's suffering, I love that, you know, God spoke back to him, the Lord speaks, and he says, Mm. who are you to doubt me? But the 
greater picture being like, trust me. I've yes. got you in the palm of my hand. Trust me. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, I love that passage. I think the biggest thing, though, despite the doubts, despite the emotional roller coaster, I've actually seen God's goodness. I think we often hear at church that, you know, you need to trust God in the storm, but I find at least personally speaking, that is one of the easiest times to trust God uh, Mm. because all else has failed and fallen around you and it's so evident that God is who you need and that's all that's left to cling to. And whilst we should go to him first, I think the storms help me really focus on that. Yeah, when I guess the world sees hopelessness, the beauty as a Christian mum is that I can see God's power on display. You know, the whole verse where it talks about his power is made perfect in weakness and so I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses and Mm. I've just seen how tender and faithful God has been he's just been so gentle and kind and had a lot of mercy on us even particularly around Harvey's diagnosis Uh, I remember when we got it because We'd found out that day that Shane's about to have surgery on the other ankle. So he's about to be out of action for another 13 weeks. But he's also studying at the moment and he he was on uni break. So to get news of Harvey's diagnosis and have a chance to be able to process that when we would usually have a more hectic schedule otherwise, was really precious. I know that even with Lucas meningitis, Philippians 4, 6 to 7, where it talks about having prayer and petition and with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God will transcend all understanding and guard your hearts. I look back now and I don't think I fully understood the weight of what was going on with Luca mm. uh, at three weeks old with his meningitis in hospital, but I I can testify to feeling God's peace. The doctors would look Mm. at us and they'd say to us, you two seem really calm, and we'd just be like, it's God's peace. And Mm. in the medical world, (laughs) they don't want to hear about God. But even the fact that God can use our weakness to glorify, be glorified. And I think Isaiah 40, 30, 31 There's just so many verses, Laura, that have been on my heart and mind lately. But it's a common one. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Mm. I just, God is giving us the strength each day. He loves us. He cares for us. He's blessed us beyond measure. And, and, Beyond measure in our circumstances, sure, but beyond measure in that he wanted to restore a relationship with us and sent Jesus to die for us and he rose again and he's made a way for us to have a relationship with him one day where there will be no more tears, no more pains, where my boys will have perfected bodies. Yeah, I just I can't sing his praises enough. That's a really beautiful, beautiful spot for you to be sitting, particularly when you're still in the thick of it all. Your boys are still quite little. And so I guess reflecting on everything that's happened so far, what's been the biggest take home for you? So I think it's beautiful how you just can see God's hand and him working at it all. But what's what's been the real thing that that has encouraged you? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? There's so many. 
But I think the thing that's encouraged me the most is I'm someone who likes to control and plan life. I've always been someone who's thought big picture. Mm. And God is teaching me a lot at the moment that tomorrow is not promised. And Mm. he has a perfect plan and all he asks is for me to be obedient today Mm. and to glorify him today. And I think there's... I've learned that there's a great comfort in knowing that God does have a perfect plan for our lives. It is a blessing to know that he cares and he's in control. If we care for our children so much, how much more does God care for us? Um, Mm. And I think the truth, that truth provides hope as we face an unknown path for the future because we don't know what else is going to unfold with the boys, but the future is perfectly and rightfully known by him. And mm-hmm. looking at his word, not one of his promises has failed yet. So to rest in that is such a beautiful thing and I'm so encouraged that I can. I don't mm-hmm. understand how people who don't yet uh, have Jesus as their Lord and Saviour rest in themselves. Like mm-hmm. I love that I have a place that I can run to, that I can find comfort and refuge in. Mm. That is also true. What a great reminder. I feel like these little little things in little ways. It's a common theme in motherhood, regardless of how the specific circumstances play out. So true. What, what hope or encouragement would you offer to the mum who is wrestling with this stuff, even if it's not a, the same walk that you're going through? I guess when our days don't go as planned, when life seems up in the air, Remember that we can make plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And Mm. we need to really turn those frustrations and the unknown into rejoicing because that is actually God's will. And Mm. I've done this a few times when I've felt caught up in those circumstances of frustration, of the unknown. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances that this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I think it's actually quite the anecdote to Psalm 34. If we do rejoice and we do pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, then you're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. And I think that's just such a mind shift to what the world has to offer. Yes, I think it is completely different. And I also think... Some days that can be really hard to do. So I like your encouragement to pray because I think even if it's you don't even know what to pray in that moment, even if it's just, Lord, please help me, please remind me of truth, Lord, please draw near to me, all of those sorts of little cries out um, if you don't know the specifics because life does fill up in the air sometimes. It does. And and you're right, it's not easy to do, but I – I even remember doing it in hospital when Luca did have meningitis and writing a post about it on Instagram where I said, rejoice always, you know. I'm grateful that we have a beautiful son, Luca. Mm. Pray continually, Lord, would you please help the doctors find answers. Give mm. thanks in all circumstances. God, thank you so much that I'm in Australia where there's a great hospital where he can yeah. get the help he needs. Like, yeah, that's beautiful. Hard circumstances, but we can do it. Yes, and also where you're looking for your answers will be the type of answers that you get. So if you are searching Instagram or other podcasts or, you know, 
just looking for answers in these hard times, well, you want to be finding the answers from the Bible and from God's word because that's where the the honey is going to come from, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's now on the head. And would you have any specific encouragement for the mum who's listening and she's just in the trenches of a big diagnosis and kids with additional needs? What truth would you remind her? Firstly, I want to say it feels so lonely and it really is an additional load to carry. But my encouragement, I'm going to cry. You can take your time. (laughs) Sorry, Laura. Kind of nice to hear people be real. Well, let's go with it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. It feels so lonely and an additional load to carry. But I would encourage that mum to write 1 Peter 5-7 on their hearts and on their mind. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I'd tell that mum to keep spending time in God's word to refresh you and find verses that comfort you, but also create a prayer network. I think it can be really hard not knowing what the future holds for your child, but we need to remember to share Jesus with them because that's the most important thing. Uh, I'm so encouraged by the verse in Matthew chapter 19. It's verse 14. Jesus says, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And I think sometimes with children with special needs, you wonder how much they're taking in. But even for the nonverbal and severely disabled, God is at work and we can trust in that. Stacey, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You have been a great encouragement to me personally. Um, your reminder that at the end of the day, it's salvation that matters most. The reminder to seek Jesus and that there will be times that the load feels too heavy to carry, but that we can give our anxieties to God. He cares for us. Would you mind wrapping up today's show by praying for the mums who are listening uh, and particularly for the mums who are walking a similar road to you? Gracious Lord, I just bring before you all the mums out there listening today. Lord, as we care for for the precious children you've placed in our care, would you help us to keep sowing seeds of your love and grace into their lives? God, for those mums who are feeling so burdened and struggling to keep pressing on at this time, I ask, I beg of you, Lord, renew their strength. I ask that you surround them with your comfort and put people in their lives to love and comfort them during the trials they're facing. Lord, would you help us to remember the future so perfectly known by you? Please calm our anxious hearts, but most of all, fill us with your spirit so that we will rejoice always and pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances that you would be honoured through it all, Lord. Be with us today as we go about looking after these little ones, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.